on Saturday night is Tuesday night, and I always wonder what a listener to the Tom Kearney show on WPTF Radio would think when they suddenly heard uh, Saturday night by the Bay City Rollers coming out of their radio. Well, our guest tonight, I'm Tom Kearney, by the way, our guest tonight, uh, Ed Funkhauser, will explain to you that in just a moment. We're here every night, of course, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10 with a little bit of uh, real-time radio, and tonight's program uh, has has its theme, uh, as we do about every month to six weeks, uh, what we call uh, necrology. Uh, uh, I think the Greek words end up meaning a list of those who have died who deserve to be remembered. And the, and the idea is that people slip away all the time and you don't realize they're gone. About uh, well, a small portion of the Baseball Hall of Fame slipped away in October of 2020 without me realizing it, including uh, uh, Bob Gibson and some of my other favorite baseball players, and I found out about it when we did this program. So that's what it's all about tonight, uh, and uh, we're going to turn it over to Ed here in just a second and let him explain what he's up to and why we heard from the Bay City Rollers. Ed, are you there? Oh, I'm here, Tom. Can you hear me well? I can hear you well, yes. Very Excellent. good, sir. Good evening. I'm glad to be back with you again. And, well, uh, uh, are you going to start with the Bay City Rollers, or are you well, going to start? Yeah, I, I want to start with uh, um, uh, why you heard uh, the Bay City Rollers uh, Saturday night uh, at the opening of the show. Uh, it was their number one hit in the United States in 1975, um, and the reason we feature that is that Les McCown, uh, the lead singer and co-founder of the Bay City Rollers, died on April 20th. He was 65 years old. He, Bay City Rollers were a Scottish band, um, and they were active off and on from 1964 to present. Very popular in the United Kingdom. They had lots of hits there, but Saturday Night was the only one that made number one in the United States in 1975. I don't know why, but I've just assumed that the Rollers, if there were, were any Rollers, uh, in reality were probably, uh, uh, what am I trying to say, uh, the, the roller skaters who go around and around in circles, uh, roller roller derby is. Roller, but no, I don't. I don't know that. I don't think yeah. that. Uh, okay. It seems likely, but uh, but uh, that that's not uh, what I'm my research shows. Okay. <laughs> well, I want um, to mention some actors and actresses that, uh, that would pass away. Tom uh, George Siegel uh, uh, died March 23rd. He was 87 years old. Uh, we remember George Siegel from many movies, notably Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf in 1966, uh, A Touch of Class in 1973. Uh, he was on TV a lot also, and uh, George Siegel also performed as a banjo player. Um, uh, multi-talented for sure. Graduate of Columbia University and an Army veteran, George Siegel. Well, let me let me let me give it a little bit tonight, and I want to say that I saw him in in the movie Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and he and Sandy Dennis were a young couple who went to somewhere. They were he was a faculty member, and the the senior faculty member who had had invited him to dinner or something was Richard Burton, who was uh, married to uh, the, the character's name escaped me, but. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, and it was a knockdown, drag out all the way. But it's a really good movie. So there, there yes. we go. Yes, I, I agree, very much. Tom Jessica Walter um, died March 24th. She was 80 years old. 
uh, television and stage actress, uh, active uh, since 1960, many TV shows, best known for her role in Arrested Development on TV, a show that has run for almost 20 years, as a matter of fact. In the movie, she was best known for her role opposite Clint Eastwood in Play Misty for Me in 1971. you remember James Hampton, Tom? Oh, yeah. In fact, I have a, another role to add after you get through, but I certainly okay. do remember James Hampton. He, uh, he died April 7th. He was 84 years old. Well, he was a very prolific television and movie actor, active for many years, from 1963 to 2015. I remember him from F Troop, the television show, his private job. Um, during F Troop's run in the mid-60s, he was also a regular in Love American style, remember that? Uh, yep. In the very late 60s into the early 70s. Also was in The Longest Yard, the movie The Longest Yard in 1974. And what you got, Tom? Oh, well, he was uh, appeared several times on The Rockford Files. Apparently he and Rockford had been children together, and uh, when Rockford catches up to him, he's a, a con artist. But uh, And among the people being con is Rockford himself, so... Uh, if you like the Rockford Files, as I do, you will see James Hampton there. Yeah, very familiar face, by the way. One of those people, the name you might not recognize, the face, however you will. He was right. the inept uh, bugle player in S Troop. Um, that's how I remember him, anyway. Gloria Henry passed away April 3rd. She was 98 years old. Um, again, appeared on many television programs, but best known as Dennis's mother in... Of the, on the TV show Dennis the Menace, which ran in the late 50s and early 60s. Um, and, again, character actor in many, many other, um, many other programs and movies. Uh, in politics and government, lots of folks we want to mention, Tom. Uh, Walter Mondale, of course, was vice president. He was the 42nd vice president of the United States under Jimmy Carter. He had been a senator from Minnesota for uh, two terms, 12 years. And, of course, he was a Democratic nominee for president in 1984, running with Geraldine Ferraro. They lost to the Reagan-Bush team. He was the ambassador to Japan in the 90s under Bill Clinton. Um, he had uh, three children with his wife, Joan, served in the Army in the 1950s, Walter Mondale. And I think he had a pretty good record as basically a, a nice guy. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's true. He, he was um, uh, an effective person, really. Uh, uh, and uh, he died April the 19th, by the way, and he was 93 years old. Uh, Bill Brock uh, died March 25th. He was 90. He was in the House and the Senate from Tennessee. He was Secretary of the Labor under Ronald Reagan, Chair of the Republican National Committee in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. But remember that Bill Brock went to the Senate in 1970 by defeating, guess who, Tex Ritter. <laughs> remember Tex Ritter? Yeah, I do, in, in the state of Tennessee, I believe, yeah. That's right. He, he defeated Tex Ritter in the Republican primary, and then he beat Al Gore Sr., who was a three-term incumbent in the election that year. Uh, Bill Brock had served in the Navy in the 50s. Uh, Ramsey Clark, boy, now there is a famous name from 
the 1960s and 70s. He died April 9th, and he was 93 years old. He was the Attorney General of the United States, 1966 to 1969, under LBJ. Uh, a noted, really what we would say, a noted liberal. He was an opponent of the death penalty, a civil rights supporter. Um, his dad, Tom Clark, had been attorney general under Harry S. Truman. And also Tom Clark was uh, then appointed a Supreme Court justice. That's his dad. Ramsey Clark was a native of Dallas and had served in the U.S. Marine. Well, now you should say Tom Clark's name with, with sanctity because when I worked for the food service at Wake Forest, uh, Tom Clark came and dined in our one of our restaurants one time, and I had to pour coffee for him and so on. And uh, well, my okay, my fellow, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but my fellow waiters dared me to spill it in his lap, but I didn't do it. So. <laughs> okay, how are we doing with time, Tom? We'll come to a break. That's why I felt safe in, in saying that we will okay. come to a break and. Um, Uh, which is quite some book. Uh, 
I, re I read it back at the time. It took me quite a while. It's about a cattle drive across many of the western states. I think it took me about as long to read the book as it did to get the cattle to where they were supposed to go. Well, it turned into a pretty good miniseries on television, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, he also wrote The Last Picture Show in 1966, Terms of Endearment, 1975. Uh, those novels were made into either TV miniseries or movies, including Lonesome Dove. He also wrote a novel called Horseman Passed By, Horseman, comma, Passed By, in 1961. That was made into the movie HUD. Remember that? Paul Newman, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. He also was the co-author, Larry McMurtry was, he was the co-author of the screenplay for Brokeback Mountain in 2005. Uh, he was born and he died in Archer City, Texas. He had a bookstore there uh, that he operated for, I think, all of his life, really, all of his adult life. Can I offer a correction to that? Because it's interesting. His day job was he sold, uh, he and a, a, a lady friend sold uh, antique books and, and you know, uh, very expensive books that, you know, were published back to the time of Gutenberg and so on. And he worked out of Washington and he wrote, wrote his stuff at night and so on. But it, his idea of retirement was to go back to the place of his birth Archer City and to buy the house that he'd always wanted to live in but couldn't because it belonged to the rich man in town. And the bookstore was like a place that would have been an A&P or a big grocery store. That's correct. And it, it had huge numbers of books. And uh, but, he, but he lived there until he passed away. And some of his nonfiction, I like his nonfiction as much as his fiction, but he's a, he's a very interesting guy. Yeah, for sure. Larry McMurtry. Uh, from quite a different genre, uh, Tom Beverly Cleary uh, died March 25th. She was 104 years old. 104, I said, Tom Beverly Cleary. She was the author of young adult and children's books, um, active for about 50 years, from 1950 to about 2000. She sold 91 million books worldwide. Her books have been published in 25 different languages. The best-known books were about uh, the key figures were Henry Huggins, and then there was the Ramona series she wrote. She won all sorts, every award, basically, you can for children's literature, but she also won the National Medal of the Arts, and she was the mother of twins, Malcolm and Marianne, Beverly Cleary. Okay. Uh, well, we also had some really famous people pass away recently. Uh, Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, he was 99 years old. He died April 9th. Of course, he was a, everyone heard about this, I think. He's hard to miss. Uh, he was the husband of Queen Elizabeth II, uh, and um, he was born in Greece into the Greek and Danish royal families. was the father of four kids. Can you name them? with Elizabeth, Charles, Anne, Andrew, and Edward. And he served in the military, the United Kingdom military, from 1939 to 1952. That was during World War II in Europe and, and in the South Pacific. And he was a quite legitimate uh, soldier or a member of the Navy. That is, he yes. wasn't just a, a royal thing. He was, in fact, that's where Elizabeth met him when it was when he was in the Navy. So That's correct. Yep, and he... Uh, uh, made it to the age of 99. 
Well, from, again, quite a different part of life, Bernie Madoff, uh, that April 14th. He was 82 years old, and he died right here in our metropolitan area. He passed away at Butner, North Carolina, in the federal prison there. Or Bernie Madoff had operated the largest financial fraud, which was the Ponzi scheme, in history. $65 billion, and yes, that's with a B, $65 billion. He was convicted in 2009. He was sentenced to 150 years in prison. He didn't make it that far. Um, once upon a time, he was chairman of the NASDAQ Stock Exchange, Tom Bernie Madoff. And those people whose money disappeared at his hands uh, have not forgotten him, and this our notice of him is for those who may have forgotten him. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Hester Ford died April 17th. Hester Ford, uh, she passed away in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the age of 115 years, 245 days, almost 116 years old. She's the oldest living person in the United States. Born in Lancaster County, South Carolina, died in Charlotte, as I said. She had 12 children, and she had 125 great-grandchildren in Hester Ford. And, Tom, somebody I want you to comment about. Oh, I can wax poetic about Wilbur Dean. <laughs> Wilbur Dean Shirley. Yes, Wilbur. Wilbur Shirley, April the 5th, age 90. And he operated what, Tom? Wilbur's Barbecue in Goldsboro, North Carolina, a town yeah. that my hometown is probably today famous for two reasons. Uh, in former times, it has been famous for a lot of other reasons, but because of Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, and it is the home of Wilbur's Barbecue, which is a, a, a place that's existed since 1962 and uh, continues to produce barbecue, although it's had some financial problems recently, and we won't go into that. Uh, but uh, the old-timey way, that is, the, the, the pigs are whole hog, eastern North Carolina style, cooked over wood, and... Uh, if you uh, mentioned Goldsboro, North Carolina, probably most people would would think of Wilbur's. It's on the way to the beach, so to speak, and a lot of people going to Moorhead or that general area back and forth would. Uh, it's about halfway, so it's a good place to get your your cue. So, uh, and uh, but anyway, right the landing uh, runway for uh, the Air Force Base too, right? Uh, yes, right at the end of one of the runways. I used to deliver goods there, and one day. Uh, I was stacking some stuff in a shed out back, and um, an F-4 went over my head, and it, it it made me think about it, the whole thing. But, you know, we've gotten to the point where we need to stop in. We will come back and wax poetic if necessary right after this. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought that there would have been a musical group called Poco? But indeed there was. They heard a song called Crazy Love, and it's being played on the Tom Kearney Show as our bumper music coming back from the half-hour news break. And the guy who knows the secret behind this is Dr. Edward Funkhauser, who is our keeper of the role for our necrology, which is the feature of our program tonight. And he's going to tell you where this song fits in our history. Ed? Well, uh, Crazy Love was the number one hit record in 1979 for Poco which was a country rock band, and um, 
one of the founding members of the band Poco, the steel guitar player for this band, Rusty Young, died April 14th. Uh, he was 75 years old. So, And he wrote, by the way, that song, and he sang, and he was the lead singer uh, in that song, uh, Crazy Love, which we heard at the beginning of the segment of our program, Tom. Okay. Uh, some other people who have passed away recently, uh, notable people, uh, some maybe notorious people. We've had uh, Bernie Madoff already, but now we've got G. Gordon Liddy. Remember him? Um, oh, yes. All we have to do is say something like Richard Nixon or Watergate yeah. or whatever, and the image comes rising up. Yeah, on March 30th, he was the date of his death. He was 90 years old. He had been a lawyer and an FBI agent. He, he was an FBI agent for six years in the late 50s and early 60s. But he's known as being the chief operative of the White House plumbers. They were called plumbers. Well, not really plumbers, but you know what I mean. Why were they called plumbers, Ed? Why were they called plumbers? Well, I think they were broken. I don't know. They were supposed to be plugging leaks. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They well, well no, we, we always promise our listeners that they can learn something. and that's just. Right. But, but indeed, one of the problems that uh, was uh, put forth by some of the people in the, the leadership of Richard Nixon's administration is there were too many leaks of uh, policies or moves that they planned to make and so on, and so they created a group designed to plug the leaks, and they were called the plumbers. Yeah, and what they did was they broke into the Democratic National Headquarters in the Watergate office building in D.C. to uh, steal some records and um, of the Democratic Party, and they got caught. Um, and uh, this eventually led to the resignation of President Nixon in 1974, and Liddy spent four and a half years in prison for his role. But later he became a, uh, the host of a nationally syndicated radio talk show, Tom. Yeah, you wonder where old uh, White House burglars go to and they become radio talk show hosts. So. Yeah. Charles <laughs> Geschke, G-E-S-C-H-K-E, uh, passed away April 16th. He was 81 years old. Here, a name that you might not recognize, our listeners might not recognize. He was a businessman and a computer scientist. Boy, was he. He co-founded Adobe Incorporated in 1982. Today, Adobe has 22,500 employees, revenue of $11 billion. Uh, we know Adobe Acrobat, Photoshop, Premiere, and the portable document format, PDF. We all use those products. Many other software products, too. Charles Geschke. And Tom Tempest Storm has passed away. On April 20th, she was 93 years old. She was a burlesque superstar, uh, what you call an exotic dancer, an exotic dancer. Uh, she, in fact, was uh, known as the queen of exotic dancers. She was active from 1951 to 2012. Whoa, that's 61 years, Tom. That's a lot of exotic dancing. <laughs> She performed across the United States and in burlesque movies. Uh, there's been a book written about her, a documentary produced about her. She's a member, ladies and gentlemen, of the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Born in Georgia as Annie Banks, but legally changed her name to Tempest Storm. Well, let me tell you 
that she appeared, I'm sure, in a, in a part of the city of Baltimore, Maryland, that was called the Block. Do you know about that? It was a place where there were a lot of burlesque. Places. Yes, Tom, I have been there. You've been there? Well, I have not been there, but I, my father used to buy the Baltimore American every Sunday because he liked to read the comics in it, and among the advertisements were for Tempest Storm appearing in 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 uh, the some burlesque house. Uh, uh, it's amazing where you get your history from, uh, and the block yeah. in Baltimore, but that's my contribution. Well, I was stationed in the Army at Fort Holabird in Baltimore, and I could tell you stories, but I don't think I'd better. I know, no, we, we'd <laughs> like to do this again next month, yes. <laughs> Barbara Allen, a local person, passed away on April 19th. She was 89 years old, a Raleigh uh, native and Raleigh resident, a graduate of Millbrook High School, a very long-time employee at Carolina Power and Light Company, which is now Duke Power. She was the longest-serving chair of the North Carolina Democratic Party, as a matter of fact, and had an excellent singing voice and performed throughout the United States. Barbara Allen. And I want to mention Al Schmidt, passed away April 27th, age 91. Now, Tom, here's one of these people that no one has heard of. I'll bet no listener knows who Al Schmidt was, S-C-H-M-I-T-T. However... He had, we all have participated in his efforts. His work has touched all of our lives, as a matter of fact. He won 20 Grammy Awards in his career because he was a recording engineer extraordinaire. He worked with, you name it. I mean, Frank Sinatra, Barbara Streisand, Bing Crosby, the Andrews Sisters, Henry Mancini, Steely Dan, Quincy Jones, and many more. Um, he produced and mixed more than 150 gold and platinum albums and Fuku, uh, a long list of hit singles. Worked for most of the major record labels, was a Navy veteran, again, passed away April 27th at age of 91. I'll bet you're just about ready to start on doing some sports figures. You know, I'm just about ready to start on doing the sports figures. Well, I think we ought to take a break so we can clear the deck so you can talk about Dr. Bobby Brown and Elgin Baylor and Howard Spellenberg and so on. So we're going to take a break. Ed Funkhauser is the keeper of the role. What he's doing tonight is our necrology. All the people that he's talking about have passed away pretty much in the last six weeks. He's updating the necrology for this year, 2021, till just about, well, today, as a matter of fact. And uh, we hope we, he'll be back uh, uh, to update whatever uh, list uh, has names added to it in the next few uh, weeks. But we're going to pause right now, and then when he comes back, we're going to talk about some well-known sports figures who have passed away since we last looked. And I'm going to have to remember that. Tom Kearney here on the Tom Kearney Show on a Tuesday night. It's April 27th. We're doing in the necrology, a list of those who have passed away since we last talked, but who deserve to be remembered. And we're going to find out what's behind the song. I believe that was uh, the venerable Meatloaf singing that song. Ed? Yeah, Tom, that's the Meatloaf. Uh, of course, uh, Two Out of Thirty Ain't Bad was one of the hits off the album uh, uh, Bad Out of Hell, uh, which is one of the greatest uh, selling albums of all times for Meatloaf. Um, Came out in 1977, and so far it sold 50 million copies. Um, 
But it's the work of Jim Steinman, who passed away April 19th. He was 73 years old. Steinman wrote a lot of hit records, uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler, uh, Making Love Out of Nothing at All by Air Supply, and the whole album. He wrote and produced that album uh, by Meatloaf. Um, that's why we opened with that song on this segment. But Tom Nelson's sports folks, Elgin Baylor, remember him? Oh, I remember when he went to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yep, he, uh, March 22nd, he was 86 years old. Uh, I mean, what do you say? Well, he is actually one, you could sum this up by saying he's regarded as one of the all-time greatest basketball players. But he also spent 22 years as general manager of the L.A. Clippers in the NBA, 1986 to 2002. But he played for the Lakers, the Minnesota and then later the L.A. Lakers from 1958 to 1971. He was the NBA Rookie of the Year and was an 11-time All-Star. Once he appeared on the Groucho Marx show, You Bet Your Life, and Groucho asked him how he got his name, Elgin, Elgin Baylor. And he said, well, when he was born that day, his dad had bought a new watch and that he had named his son after the watch that he had bought that day, Elgin was the brand name of the watch. And Groucho said, it's a good thing your father wasn't a cheapskate, or we might have been saying something about Mickey Mouse Baylor. <laughs> well, I would say whatever his name was, he was about 6'5", and he was a good basketball player. He sure was. Bobby Brown died uh, March 25th. He was 96 years old. He was the Yankee third baseman from 1946 to 1954 except 1953 when he was in the Korean War uh, in the military. Uh, he was a World Series champ of the Yankees four times, but he did some other things. He was president of the American League from 1984 to 1994 for 10 years. Uh, he was uh, uh, that, uh, by the way, league presidencies were eliminated in 2000. But uh, uh, he did some other things, and one of them, by the way, was that he was a cardiologist. Yes, he was an accomplished heart physician who practiced in Dallas, Texas, Bobby Brown. He pretty much quit playing bas baseball, although he was a, the regular third baseman for the Yankees because he was a doctor and he wanted to practice his profession, but he couldn't get away from basketball, as you pointed out. He continued the whole offices, but he was, a, I think he, I can remember him well, and he was regarded as a pretty good doctor. Yeah, he was um, he thought of as being a sort of an unusual uh, person with his feet in two different camps and two different uh, careers. Some people get all the talent in. <laughs> yeah. Howard Schnellenberger, March 27th, uh, uh, di uh, died that day. He was 87 years old. He was the college head football coach for Miami, Louisville, and Oklahoma, and later at Florida Atlantic. He won the national championship with Miami in 83. He had a 6-0 record in bowl games. By the way, he was an assistant coach at Alabama in 1961 where he was uh, in charge of recruiting, and he recruited a fellow named Joe Namath. Um, Ken yes, Reed, uh died. Hold on just a second. This is when I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Ken Reed died March 31st. He was 69. Um he was a third baseman, you'll remember, for the Cardinals. Uh, he played for uh, four teams, but mostly for the Cardinals. He was an all-star in 1980. 
a very good fielder, gold glove winner, decent hitter, career batting average of 260. Were you going to say something, Tom? Uh, I was just going to say that when Snellenberger was assistant, he was an assistant to Paul Bear Bryant, which is that's right. That, that's a good mark too for him. So right, that's right. Okay. Uh, Charlie Glotzbach, a well-known NASCAR race car driver, um, he raced for many, many years from really 32 years from 1960 to 1992. But he didn't race a full schedule. And he didn't race every year. He raced 15 of those 32 years. And each year that he did race, he didn't run a full schedule, but he won four races in his career, had 50 top 10 finishes and 12 poles. And he held the, he still has the record for the fastest pace at Bristol. He won the race in 1971 at Bristol in two hours and 38 minutes. And uh, Fred Arbanis uh, died April 16th. He was 82 years old. He was a tight end for the Dallas Texans who became the Kansas City Chiefs. He played nine years. He's a five-time AFL All-Star. Super Bowl champion 1970 was Fred. Um, member of the AFL All-Time team, as a matter of fact, played at Michigan State in college. He's in the Missouri Sports, the Michigan Sports, and the Chiefs Hall of Fame. Uh, we have uh, some more, Tom. Uh, Leroy Keyes, uh, two-time All-American running back at Purdue in the 1960s, finished second in the Heisman voting in 1968. Leroy Keyes died April 15th at age 74. And we, we heard a lot about Mike Bell passing recently. Those of your baseball fans heard much about this. Mike Bell uh, died March 26th. He was 46 years old. He was the coach for the Twins, but he had a brief major league career for the Cardinals, the third baseman for the Reds in uh, 2000. Uh, I'm sorry, his career uh, as a third baseman was for the Cincinnati Reds in 2000, um, not the Cardinals. But he was the brother of David Bell, who was the current Reds manager. He was the son of Buddy Bell, who was a former Major League Baseball player and manager, who remember him, and a grandson, Tom, of Gus Bell. Who I remember. You do. Yeah, who was a longtime uh, Major League Baseball player an outfielder, as a matter of fact. Yep. Um, Gerald Irons, an NFL linebacker for 10 years for the Raiders and the Browns. Um, he led the NFL in defensive touchdowns in 1977. Gerald died April 1st, age 73. Um, Joe Cunningham was a Major League Baseball player for 12 seasons uh, for uh, several different teams, including the Cardinals, White Sox, Senators, two-time All-Star, had a career batting average, did Joe Cunningham, of 291. Died March 25th, age 89. After his playing days, he became the front office uh, person for the Cardinals and stayed there for many, many, many years. He's a, sort of a beloved figure in St. Louis. I remember him as a very good hitter, despite the 291 average. He was yeah, now 291 is pretty good. It was a career pretty average. Good, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Bobby Leonard was a... Um, college and pro basketball player, but he was a pro head coach for 12 seasons for the Pacers, and he won three ABA championships as head coach of the Indiana uh, Pacers, as a matter of fact. He had been an All-American at Indiana University in college. I'm going to stop you and give you one minute and ten seconds to mention two books that you've been reading, because several people have commented to me that they enjoy that part of your program. So. 
Well, let's, uh, let me talk about... Just uh, quickly, just real quickly, sir. The Code Breaker by, Gen- by uh, Walter Isaacson, about Jennifer Doudna and others. It's not just about her, about uh, gene editing, genomic editing. Uh, that is a book I highly recommend for anybody to read to understand uh, where medicine is going now and in the future. It's a stunning book, and Isaacson has done a masterful job. The other book I'm reading is The Poison Squad, One Chemist Single-Minded Crusade for Food Safety at the Turn of the 20th Century by Deborah Blum. And this book is about Harvey Washington Wiley, who is the guy, the chemist, who worked for the Department of Agriculture, who really led us to the development of the Food and Drug Administration. And it's quite a story. And well, I want to thank you. I'm going to call you off the air once we're through here, but I thank you for being with us tonight and bringing us up to date on the necrology, and we'll look forward to hearing from you in the future. And, again, thanks for being on the program with us tonight. Dr. Edward Funkhofer, uh, Professor Emeritus of Communications at NC State, with our necrology for tonight. Tomorrow night, the president speaks during this time period.